0: Welcome to Regenerative Farmers of America podcast. Today we are joined by Nature's Path to hear all about their organic and regenerative certifications for their products, along with their pilot program with the ROC, Regenerative Organic Certification in Canada. To get started, how did Nature's Path begin? What's the origin story of Nature's Path?
1: Yeah, so Nature's Path is a family-owned company and uh, it was Aaron and Ratna Stevens who started the company. And Aaron grew up on Vancouver Island and uh, was, you know, on his uh, his father's farm, Berry Farm. And uh, when he was a little kid and helping his dad, uh, you know, get seaweed from the from the beaches and put it on the, the fields, his dad told him always leave the soil better than you found it. So, in other words, you know, improve on the conditions of, of whatever is given to your care. And, <clears throat> and that has become this, you know, the, the thing that drives nature's path even today is you know, and leave the earth better. You know, we have we, taken it to that. And uh, so leave the earth better than you found it. So everything's always been based on organic. Even before <clears throat> organic certification was available, the nature's path talked to farmers. And said hey you you know do you can you grow uh, grains for us uh, you know for cereals without using toxic pesticides and uh, and the farmers said yeah sure we can do that so we we had an arrangement with them where they signed an affidavit saying what kind of farming practices they did and, and what sort of practices they didn't use and uh, and that's how it started and uh, yeah and so it's a long ways from where we are today
0: and with those beginning practices, of course, soil health is the, the end-all be-all of regenerative agriculture and organic. How was it kind of already being there and the market is kind of following you? Like, did those certifications feel kind of funny because you were already there or how did that process evolve?
1: Yeah, well, the whole organic certification uh, kind of movement or evolution happened, you know, during the time that, that nature's path was was in business. And so, you know, earlier on in, in the 80s and, and early 90s, the certification was done by nonprofits uh, around North America. And so th- there was uh, probably almost 80 different groups across the, the continent. And that were, you know, they, they each adopted a standard and an organic standard. And then they 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 hired an inspector and uh, and inspected, according to that standard and then those who qualified they issued them a certification that they could use on their package. Uh, but this, you know, because there were so many standards and I mean, they were mostly pretty close, but there, there were differences. Uh, and because there were different groups operating, there, there was no oversight that was consistent from group to group and so in 2002 in the US and in 2009 in Canada, uh, national organic programs were, were started. And that's where the government gave us oversight. Uh, it, you know, we had one standard, you know, one standard for the US, one standard for Canada. And there's even an equivalency arrangement between Canada and the US where we recognize each other's standard. And then there's oversight by, by the government, so there's, uh, you know, you have to follow the rules, they will enforce it, they'll pick things off the shelf and make sure everything's done according to rules, and uh, if you break the rules, there are consequences, and so that, that's kind of where we are today. It, you know, it's not a perfect system in every way, but uh, it's, it's been functioning fairly well so far.
0: Can you elaborate a little bit on what Nature's past specifically has seen the benefits of keeping that soil intact? You know, is it giving you guys higher yields? Is it giving you lower pests? Like, what are some of the high benefits that you guys are seeing?
1: Yeah, well, soil health is, is, you know, very kind of related to the leave the soil better than you found it. So w- soil is, is the is the it's the backbone or it's, it's, it's the main feature of organic, you know, and, and actually agriculture, healthy agriculture comes from healthy soil. And, you know, it, it's kind of weird, you know, we, we talk about healthy soil and we talk about living soil and it, you know, it can be kind of confusing. Like, what what do we, you know, what do we mean by that? soil is is like uh, a large organism uh it, i mean it's not an elephant it's not a whale it's it's you know it's not it's not an animal but it's living because there's microorganisms uh you know tiny organisms that we can't see with a naked eye that live in the soil and these communities of microorganisms uh they are so plentiful that even in a teaspoon, or, you know, well, if you, if you take a handful, just a hand, small handful of soil, there's going to be many, many times more microorganisms living in that handful of soil than there are people on earth. So the scale of the life forms in terms of the numbers of them is, is, is absolutely phenomenal. And this life in the soil is like a big community, it's like an ecosystem, and when that ecosystem is functioning well and it's balanced, then the soil is what we call healthy soil. And that healthy soil will provide nutrients for the roots of plants. And when the roots of the plants take that nutrient from that healthy soil, then it becomes strong and that plant becomes resistant, you know, has a strong immune system, which means it's more resistant to pests and disease. And also there's the nutritional factor where that healthy nutrition that comes through that living soil is also the perfect nutrition for for plants and because the nutrition is perfect the nutrition that's passed on to the humans or the animals that eat those plants is also perfect and so that's why it's a better food for for us to eat and so, yeah, so it all starts with the soil basically, uh, you know, it's uh, it, inorganic, it's all about the soil and it's that health in the soil that's making the difference. If, if you compare it to, you know, if we add nutrition, like, like in, in um, conventional agriculture or agriculture that's not focused on organic, generally soil is considered um, a place where you can add nutrients for the plants so you know fertilizers that you know uh, synthetically produce nitrogen fertilizer for instance it's added you know through uh, it can be purchased in bags or in, in totes and put into machines and then spread out onto the fields and that nutrient becomes the nutrition for for plants but that's instead of the nutrition that would have come from the healthy soil so it's kind of a replacement and that nutrition although it grows you know, it, it makes the plants, it gives the plants the strength to grow, but it's not the ideal nutrition. So that's why plants often ha- have weakened immune systems. Uh, pests and disease are, are more, you know, they're more susceptible to that and because they're not raised in that ideal uh, scenario. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to have an ideal nutrient for, for the plants to grow as healthy as possible and then pass that health on to the humans that eat it.
0: Do you guys have any testing measures on that nutrient density yet? I know that's a concept that's kind of coming, but have you guys dabbled in any of that yet? Uh, We're
1: keeping an eye on it. Uh, Like you say, yes, it is. It is new and and there's groups now that are uh, looking into that. So There's the Bionutrient Association that's starting to do a lot of measuring uh, of different foods to find out what that nutrient is. And uh, what the connection is between the farming methods and the nutrients in the food? So yeah, we don't know enough yet. There's, there's this is a huge uh, n- new frontier for, for us to discover. But we know, we believe, and know that there is a connection there. And so it's, I think it's pretty exciting that that uh, that's being looked into at this point. But no, we don't have enough to say about it that we can say anything, uh, you know, very concrete about it as of yet.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of farmers and people who are out on these farms, we can say, I know it's different, but we, you know, not having the tangibility to do so yet, I think we're all very excited to put that tangibility to what we just kind of feel when we're there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, the interesting thing, too, is, is taste. Uh, you know, good tasting food generally goes hand in hand with good nutrition in the food. And so, so something that tastes good, like, like if you have three different carrots and one tastes fantastic, one is average and one is not, not so super good, then that same scale is going to be true for the nutrition in that carrot. When consumers taste organic, I mean, and almost all consumers I've met have said, well, I can really taste it. You know, I can really taste the difference. And, and usually for new people that are exposed to organic for the first time, they've heard about it and then they taste it and they go, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize, I didn't realize there was such a big difference in the taste. And so that's, that's another function of, of the nutrition that's in, in the food and the way it's grown. So starting with the soil, the food also tastes better.
0: That is a really good evaluation of it. Another question for you, um, talking about customers and how they approach these new movements, which words are you finding are more resonating? Is it about organic? Is it about, you know, supporting local families? There's so many different labels that we can put on why this movement is great. Which ones seem to really be resonating and drawing people closer to this movement?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting question and, and way of looking at it. And so what we've struggled with really, in a way, is, is that the word organic, doesn't have a meaning well it, it does but it doesn't it, it doesn't have a meaning in the in common language and we've given it meaning so now people know that organic means you know organic food. Um, but prior to that really organic was was a, a, a word to describe natural substances or uh, you know or organic in, in chemistry kind of thing right so the organic chemistry, which is a different kind of organic but. Because the word in our common use doesn't have a meaning like, say, for instance, if you use the word regenerative, it means something like when we think of the word regenerative, we think something is regenerating something started from something and then got got better at what it was, you know, it got closer to its original intent or highest potential so regenerating something has that meaning as a word you know in our language and so I think think in a way it's been a perfect time for that word to come along and because consumers are and, and I don't like to call consumers consumers <laughs> even though I am one I like to call us uh, you know I Customers or, or something else. We, I mean, we're, what we share together is that we all eat food, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, the, the reason I don't like the word consumer is because that has a meaning too, and it means use, use up usually, right? It consumes. When, once you've consumed something, it's gone. And so we're the user uppers, you know, and I, I, that's not the concept that I like to think of us as, as uh, people who eat food you know, it's it's a it's a living process, and it keeps us alive, and it uh, nourishes us, you know, it's not about using something up, so it's gone, um, so yeah, so words ha- have a powerful effect on us, because of what meaning it has or doesn't have, and you know, it's almost subliminal, uh, maybe, you know, but uh, anyway, th- these are some of the thoughts I've had on it, so the word organic, I think it's been difficult for us to get across what organic means to eaters because it's, doesn't have, it doesn't tell its own story. So we had to add the meaning that we wanted to have. And that's been, you know, it, it's challenging to, to, to do that fully. And th- one of the reasons it's challenging is because what is organic? It's, it's probably a hundred things or a thousand things, right? It's all the different practices. It's all the different methods that farmers use. To help promote the healthy soil, the healthy living soil, and so because it's so many things, like practically when it comes right down to it, like what what do you do? It's all these different things, and how do you tell somebody all of that in a short sentence, or you know, how do you tell them this is this is what it is? It, that's challenging, and so um, the word regenerative has been helping us in a way to tell tell the story of soil health, because now we can talk about regenerating the health of the soil.
0: (laughs) Do you find that, you know, the word regenerative is now this new umbrella that's kind of helping move forward those kind of gray areas of soil health, you know, soil health, not a a exciting topic to most young children. So maybe is the word regenerative helping draw people more into this movement by giving a little more clarity to what it is you know what the movement is altogether?
1: Yeah, so so it's helping us you know focus on on um, on regenerating, which is really what organic is, and organic is really the original regenerative agriculture, and uh, that's why we at Nature's Path decided to embrace this and uh, and see how we could get involved with with the with re- you know talking about organic as regenerative agriculture and and, and adding practice and really zoom our focus in on regenerative practices even more than we've already have which which is basically what organic is about already and we're hoping and I I think that uh, customers are going to start getting a better feel for what organic is and what soil health is by this conversation that's being started by you know
0: regenerative. That's great. Have you faced any barriers to this movement? So, you know, if a customer is a little bit used to coming to your product for taste and quality and now we're starting to throw these words regenerative around, are you finding that there's some barriers to education for the consumer or kind of what are the challenges for all those enthusiastic wonderful people who are bringing it here but maybe the consumers aren't quite ready or, you know, eaters or we'll give them a better name than consumers.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for for our customers the, the, the you know they're they're getting the same the same good quality, good taste uh, and and everything that we've always had in our products and so there's not going to be any any surprises for them for our customers in in that regard. Uh, they, they'll have perhaps more knowledge about what what it means to eat organic and you know, Customers that buy organic, they, they have different reasons for coming to organic. Some, some are very aware of soil health and that that provides better nutrition in food and so that's what they want, so that's why they come for it. Others come to organic because they want to avoid pesticides and residues that are left on the food from from agrochemicals being used in, in the production. And so they come to organic to to avoid those residues in their food. You know, it, organic can be cool. You know, it's, it could be a fat um, a, a trend, or um, you know, it could be a cultural uh, kind of sense of th- this is this is the cool thing to do. So you know, that could be a motivator for some. It, you know, it could be the, the nutrition is actually higher. Uh, customers are could be concerned about the environment, so they don't want uh, those agrochemicals, for instance, used on a large scale in agriculture. They don't want to eat food that is supporting that, so they are choosing to eat food that doesn't come from that kind of production system. With, with the focus of regenerative, you know, re- the term regenerative is used most often, I find, in connection with climate. And, and, and the uh, you know climate change and the effect that farming healthy soil will have on capturing carbon out of the atmosphere it basically draws carbon out of the atmosphere and locks it into the, the living process of the, that living soil. As long as that soil is living and, and turning you know the life there, the ecosystem there is, is having a healthy healthy life, then that life requires carbon. And so that's how it draws that carbon down from the atmosphere holds it in the soil whilst that life is is living there and in that carbon is then not doing damage in the atmosphere where it causes global warming and or climate change you know erratic weather patterns like we're seeing almost every day these days <laughs> um so th- you know that's the concept that's kind of linked with the term regenerative and so it's bringing our consciousness right from you know, personal health to environmental health to global health in, in, and climate health. W- with all those reasons, it doesn't matter which reason I guess brings people. But after you eat, you know, like, like customers that that try out organic and then they, if they like it, for for uh, for any of those reasons, taste you know the effect it has, health, nutrition then they, after some time of having adopted a, an organic diet, they start to uh, understand more. You know, understanding usually comes after we change behavior. And so after you change that behavior, you look into that more deeply. And then you, if, if it was a good idea for you, uh, you know, if it follows along your, you as a person and, and your ideas of, of the world, then you're going to build your commitment to it. And that's what we've seen happening in the last, I would say 20 years, you know, organic started off being a very niche little movement and it wasn't really that much available. And now it's, you know, we're, we're, we're measuring uh, markets in, in billions of dollars, right? And so, so obviously that means there's a lot of consumers that sort of thought, uh, this makes sense. This makes sense in my life. I think I want more of that. And that's basically what grew the organic market.
0: And do you see the regenerative market kind of headed in the same direction? Does it feel like the same thing that's happening again?
1: No, because it, or it, not the same thing. No, because organic will, you know, it paved the way for this idea of a different way of farming, right? Organic was was the first type. I mean, there's, there's also biodynamic and, and there's organic, uh, you know, uh, but basically organic put it on the map that there's an alternative way of farming. And now regenerative is coming into a, a space where there's already an alternative way of farming. And that this one is saying, regenerative is saying, it's another kind of alternative. And yet at the same time, it's not really another kind, it's more of the same, right? So it's, it's tweaking, perhaps tweaking some of the organic methods. But no, the, the, there's a huge potential for, for confusion here. And because, because organic already held that space, and then now there's a new term coming into that space. There's there's this um, uh, risk that the consumer could get confused. And I thought we already had organic. Now what do we need this regenerative for? Right. And it's like, is, is this the new, new and improved organic? Or like or is organic old now? we don't need organic anymore, which all we need is regenerative. You know, those kind of thoughts could be confusing. And in, in fact, it's regenerative is buildi- building on organic, but at the same time, the, the really confusing thing is, <clears throat> there is a lot of re- um, agriculture that's dis- starting to describe itself as regenerative without it being organic. And then it's like, okay, so we have conventional agriculture, we have organic agriculture, we have now regenerative agriculture, that, that should be sort of the, the direction of it, you would think. But now some regenerative agriculture is kind of building on organic, but some agriculture that's being described as, as, as uh, regenerative is actually much, much closer to conventional agriculture because these kinds of practices are not drawing a line and saying we're going we're gonna to stop using agrochemicals. we're going to replace the nutrition for the plants with the nutrition that's created by healthy soil you know uh, having you know having that eco balance in their ecosystem so they're not saying that they're not drawing that line and saying that's how we're going to achieve the regenerative component and so then the question is well what is regenerative about that type of agriculture that's supposedly regenerative but it's not changing the nutritional pathway to the plants then what is it so and that's going to be very confusing for customers to 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 wrap their heads around that because you're you're going right now in the marketplace you're going to start see regenerative products that are you know have a regenerative label on it like the ROC regenerative organic certification that is a program that is uh, first is you have to be organic in order to even apply and then after that you're you're inspected for a, 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 another additional standard, a regenerative standard on top of organic. And that's how you achieve that uh, label. But there's no law saying you can't call your product regenerative. There's no, there's no standard around it. Like for, for everyone, there's no national program. So it's, it's a free for all. Like whoever wants to call it whatever they want to call it, they can call it that. And so that's the place we're at right now. And I think customers are gonna get confused when they hear about, oh, here's this wonderful organic, I mean, wonderful regenerative product, but I don't know if it's organic. I don't know if it uses agrochemicals. I don't know if it pays attention to healthy soil and, but it's still called regenerative. And is that the same or is there a big difference? And is it worth more, is, you know, there's a, is there a premium on it? Should I be paying a premium for a regenerative even if it's not organic? then you know so there's going to be all these factors to consider and uh you know and 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 i'm not making this up i'm not i'm not saying that there's a problem out there that really is just in my head you know It right now we have you know several uh i think it's about 14 million acres at, uh, at least that's being pledged by large uh large food companies to be uh to be regenerative by 2030. And so that you know they're talking about the, the the acres that are in their supply chains that they're intending to transition to regenerative practices by 2030. And so th- that's a huge scale that those are huge promises. But when you look into their programs I have yet to see a program that's, that says our our end goal is to eliminate uh, uh, you know synthetic chemical, agrochemicals uh, and and replace it with with natural fertility building, you know, which, is, which the soil is capable of. And if that's not spelled out as a goal, then that means that maybe they're not even focusing on that, right? So if they're not even focusing on that, how does it compare? So I'm not saying it's not a good thing. I mean, so they are talking about, you know, adding practices to, to their, to their type of agriculture like adding cover crops or adding uh, crop rotations so and and you know crop rotations th- these are kind of farmer terms and concepts so crop rotations is where if you're growing a field of corn and this year and then the next year you grow a field of corn and then the next year you grow a field of corn and so on and so on and you just keep growing corn then that's a zero crop rotation it's you know one one type one commodity crop in the rotation that's it so there's no rotation if you grow if you grow the corn and then one year and then you grow soy the next year and then you grow corn the following year and then corn and soy corn and soy corn and soy then you have a two crop crop rotation and if you have you know three crops then you have three three rotation three three crop rotation and so on and if in, in organic we have you know most common there's at a, probably at a minimum, which is probably quite rare, a three crop rotation, but a five or, you know, I've seen, I've seen 12 crop rotations in organic systems. And the, the reason in organic that we really focus on trying to enhance the crop rotation as much as possible is because it provides balance in that soil ecosystem. Because every plant that grows on soil it, provi- it, it, um, it provides uh, an environment for the microorganisms and each plant provides a different kind of benefit to the microorganisms. So if, if we look at it in nature, in nature we don't even have crops, you know, we have communities of plants, you know, there could be forests, there could be trees, there could be grasses, we, you know, everybody, you know, we call it weeds in in agriculture, but really weeds, is just like a whole bunch of different plants. And that ecosystem of plants above the ground, it feeds this microbe, it feeds this fungi, it, you know, feeds this nematode. The whole ecosystem of this, this life that's living in the soil is being fed in different ways by these different plants' roots being in the soil. So we're trying to mimic that by having a healthy crop rotation. So the more crops we got in our crop rotation, The more similar to a natural system we are and and the the more singular we are in the in the crop so there's no crop rotation the more removed from a natural system we are and so that's why in organic we always emphasize uh, you know focusing on the crop rotation and really paying attention to it and even getting down to which crop should follow which crop you know we in the rotation you, you have this crop follow that crop follow that crop and which one works better for the for the health of the soil and so you know th- these are the kind of nerdy things that farmers think about a lot right because that's what gets them excited because it makes a difference if if they get their rotation right their yields improve the health of their uh their crops improve the the pest resistance in their plants is better because that's that's another aspect of crop rotation is if you have the same crop year after year after year after year, whatever pest attacks that plant, it overwinters till the next year and then the next year it's it's there already and it's got a head start to start um, attacking that plant again and then next year again the same, the same, so you build up an army of the same pest that attacks that plant because that's the preferred food of that particular pest so if you break the cycle by having different uh, crops in the rotation you're breaking the pest cycle so you're actually helping the plants live in balance and so those practices in in you know adding adding some of those practices so so you you know basically taking some components of of organic and regenerative and organic and taking those single practices and implementing them in a fully conventional system otherwise that's still relying heavily on, on pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, GMOs and uh, you know f- and chemical fertilizer. that's not going to make the system regenerative from the perspective of the organic regenerative. Like that's a completely different thing.'s a different ball of wax altogether. but to the consumer it's going to be regenerative and regenerate. H- how are they going to know? because you know concern, uh, customers that are not, You know deeply into this and understanding agriculture they may not have the knowledge they may not know all of these different details and so how how are they going to make out the difference kind of thing so i think it's going to be pretty much a wild west coming up and we have to see how it evolves and our hope is that we can let our customers know what organic regenerative means and what the value is of it and for for them to understand what something that's maybe called regenerative but doesn't have the same principles what that means and so that that customer can still continue to make the choice that they want to make for their you know for their whatever the reasons are for for their food choices so that can can we help the customers sort this out or is it going to be a mess where everybody's confused that's that's the risk that we're kind of that's the challenge that we're that we're facing in the in the coming years.
0: You bring up some very valid points about certification and clarity to customers. Can you talk a little bit about the certifications that you have pursued, specifically the regenerative ones? Um, I know you guys have been organic certified since forever since it existed but yep. which certifications for regenerative have you guys pursued and uh, you know why, what's the value and why that one, since I believe there's three or four available on the market right now, as you said, done by nonprofits.
1: Yeah, um, by far the the certification system that's describing itself as regenerative, that's available so far. I, th- I would say the strongest one is the regenerative organic certification with <clears> ROC. <throat> and that's the one that we are, Uh, joining with to explore and see if it's going to be the one for us. Uh, And so we have uh, Nature's Path and, 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 you know, the family uh, that owns Nature's Path, the Stevens, they bought a farm, a 5,000 acre farm in Saskatchewan. And uh, so we are, you know, we're running that, you know, alongside with Nature's Path and, and what we grow on that farm, goes in you know as much as possible goes into our products like the oats and maybe flax and hemp and different things that we grow there ends up in the Nature's Path products and having the farm gives us an insight into farming and because you know Nature's Path is a a cereal manufacturer and we wanted to know and learn about farming more and that's partly my role with Nature's Path is to, to bridge that gap and so having the farm we have an opportunity to have a hands-on uh, experience with farming. So there we, we were able to, uh, to join the, the regenerative organic program when it was in its pilot phase. So this, because this program is new, the ROC. And so we signed up as a pilot participant in order to provide them feedback and, and to, to learn what, what it was all about kind of thing. And so, uh, we trialed out different methods to to kind of start adding those additional regenerative practices into organic on our farm and so we started to get you know experience on what worked well and what you know what was a bit more challenging and you know what are, were the risks uh, you know was was yield affected and and all of those kind of things and so we wanted to be right in there in in the discovery phase of of all of this and this program is is pretty brand new. It was uh, 2019 was the first crop year for us that was uh, regenerative or uh, uh, ROC certified, and uh, and so and and then COVID hit, so that really set things back a lot. Because uh, I, I don't know if you know, but for uh, even in organic, organic certifications are are annual. And the inspectors, there's an inspector that goes out to the farms once a year on every single certified organic farm. But during the height of COVID, inspectors weren't able to travel. And so we had to scramble to figure out how to even conduct the inspections for that year. And uh, so a, a sort of a virtual inspection format was was invented on the fly. And so we got through the air and now now things have opened up again and, and inspectors are again able to travel to the farms. But so that that whole event set the ROC program back uh, quite a bit as well. So so really it's still in the early stages and it's now being rolled out. The pilot is over. The standard is being uh, streamlined in ter- and not just the standard, but the, the, the whole program uh, documentation. Process is being streamlined, so the whole certification process is, is being put into place better and better all the time, and is now available. And so farmers this year, on a fairly large scale, have been applying for ROC certification, and so we're we're expecting to see see growth. And for us as a company, Nature's Path, we took those oats that we grew on our farm, and we launched a uh, oatmeal hot oatmeal product. Uh, like it's a single ingredient product, so it was fairly simple for us. And we had the ROC certification on it, and we launched a limited edition ROC oat. Then we, we weren't sort of satisfied with that, so then we thought, okay, well, what's next? And now we're working on developing multi-ingredient oatmeal's where we can start using uh, you know, flavors, berries, nuts, you know, uh, other seeds, maybe hemp, maybe flax you know, maybe, maybe nuts, uh, maybe maple, you know, d- different flavorings, that sort of thing. And in order to do that, we need to have rock certified, uh, you know, ingredients, of it, it, all those other types. And so we're now d- starting to develop products and develop a product line in that way. And we're, that's the, sort of the future goal for us is to, to have a, a full regenerative organic product line. And, uh, it's, and, and I know you're going to ask me and everybody asks, what is the consumer, you know, what is their, what is the customer's response to this? And we, we really haven't got enough data on that to say, because it's just hitting the shelves. You know, it's not, it's not, hasn't been out there. Probably if you went on the street and asked people, not too many people would really have a clear concept of what regenerative organic certification really is. And so that's gonna be a process for them to discover this new label and then ask questions about it and find out about it. And if they're going to take to it and, and, and want it, and you know, in other words, if we see an uptick in purchasing for those products, then we're gonna know that our customers uh, wants, wants it. And then, then we're on a roll, you know, and, and then good things are gonna happen for the environment and for our climate. That's that's the whole plan here, right? So that I mean that's that's the mission of nature's path is leading the earth better than we found it, and these are the ways that we're doing that. And so if we sell more cereal, we're protecting more land from the uh, agrochemical uses that we think are actually harmful to the soil, and the more carbon's going to be sequestered, our climate's going to be uh, addressed better, and uh, everybody's going to have a better nutritional level from their food and residues are not are not going to be causing diseases and, and, and those kind of things. Right. So that's, that's the plan.
0: Anything you want to elaborate on, you know, it sounds like the plan is just, you know, make sure the consumer is educated around it and make sure the demand is there, but, you know, uh, being very mission focused and being very driven about the soil health, you know, that's, that's the whole plan is to move forward and try to improve the world and make it all a better place to live. Any other things you want to add to that?
1: well the, the the thing the thing that i spent a lot of time thinking about is all the farmers that are you know interested in in regenerative agriculture now and maybe in are thinking about it they wanting to get their their they want to get into it and they're wondering how how to approach it kind of thing right and with this climate out there of what You know, I tend to call greenwashing where you're saying it's regenerative, but you're not really doing much in terms of additional practices. And you're continuing to use your old practices, you know, the the, uh, agrochemicals type of agriculture then. But if you're a farmer and you want to make a move in that direction. So you have to ask yourself, do you want to be part of that continuing to farm conventionally using the same tools that you've always used and adding a few token practices? Is that, the, is that a movement that you want to be a part of? Or do you want to kind of go farther and, and kind of really kind of embrace it and really get into it? If, you, if you're of the latter mind, then you don't, I know it's, I know it's intimidating to think, oh, well, so is, do I have to become organic then? And is that my only choice? I can carry on where I am or I can become organic? I, you know I, I know, I know for a lot of farmers, that's an intimidating switch and because it feels like it's so far away. But even if you're not thinking you're gonna to switch to that tomorrow, I think you have to open your mind to the idea that that's kind of the gold standard. And that, you know, that's, that's towards the goal. And you have to start moving in that direction. And you have to then look at your system today and say, what are, what are the things I can start doing to move in that direction? And sure, adding some practices that don't have anything to do with you know the fertility management may, may be one starting point but I think you have to also look at what, what ways can I address fertility management in my system to get closer to that kind of goal And you don't have to get there overnight but you have to get toward, you have to move towards it and so looking into that and, and looking at how, how can I reduce my fertilizer use with the goal of maybe eliminating it? uh and how can i reduce or eliminate and well in the end eliminate my my relying on the crutch of of uh, pesticides and herbicide use because that's i mean it's a tool it's a tool to achieve uh, outcomes on the in the fields that that all farmers have to deal with those challenges and so it's just one way of dealing with those challenges and so the the idea here is <clears throat> exploring other ways of dealing with those challenges and so i think you have to really wrestle with that and and start moving in that direction because otherwise you're going to find yourself in a movement you can call it a movement of making a claim that you're regenerative but the consumer is going to go but there's there's glyphosate residues in that product that you're not calling regenerative because you didn't eliminate the use of glyphosate for you know as an example Uh, And so when the consumer sees that and wakes up to that reality, it's like, oh, it's called regenerative, but I'm still getting the residues. I don't want that. You're not going to be in that. The farmers that are in that camp, they're not going to be in a good place. I don't think you really want to wake up one day and find yourself there. So that would be my advice is, you know, really consider how you can actually improve the the farming practices and, and get closer to providing fertility And in resilience and basically health and immune systems of plants through healthy soil. And whatever way you can move towards that is going to be good.